Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I have Robert Stupik. He is the independent business owner of New Tribal Art with me today. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Michael. All right, give us some background on what you do uh, in the natural course of business, and then I want to dive into this new technology you came up with uh, regarding this Norman Rockwell painting that you purchased some time ago. Sure. Well, I, I, I can tell you all about the I work as a, I basically semi-retired at this point in life, and uh, I have a little internet business called New Tribal Art. Okay. Tell me about uh, the Norman Rockwell painting that you invested in, and then the story that went along with authenticating it, and how you came up with this technology that you're working with. Sure, I'll be happy to, Michael. I, I purchased the painting back in 1999, and... I purchased it as an investment from a fellow who was going, he was an elderly fellow and he was uh, closing down his art business. And I asked him if he had any painting amongst the thousands that he had that might be a good investment. And so he brought out a painting. He said, this is the Norman Rockwell original painting. And he said, at that time, uh, Norman Rockwell is going to go on tour to various museums around the United States. So if you wait about three or four years, uh, to sell it, it should it, it should increase the value substantially. So it, the Norman Rockwell tour did proceed, and around 2003 or four, uh, I went to try to get the painting authenticated. And even though Mr. Rockwell's handwriting is on the back of the canvas, the signature on the on the front of the painting doesn't really match up with the traditional Norman Rockwell signature that that most people are accustomed to seeing. So I couldn't get it authenticated. I tried several different places, but nobody would do it. And I sat with, with the painting right across from my desk for probably another 10 years, when one morning I woke up and in the painting, the focal point of the painting is a bridge. And in the lattice work of the bridge, I noticed the initials NR. So I was curious and I wanted to see if Mr. Rockwell was known for, for hiding his name in pictures. So I started doing some research into Rockwell himself, and what I found out was very interesting, and that led me down the path of this entire investigation. Um, Mr. Rockwell had worked in World War II, during World War II, for the U.S. government, and he made posters. And at that time, one of the uh, important things that the government was doing was called steganography, which is hiding images within posters. And so Mr. Rockwell learned how to do it, and it, it's, it involves actually several different processes, which are quite common today, and it has to do with the different color models, the RGB, red, green, blue, uh, CMYK, cyan, magenta, yellow, black, and then another one that's called HSV, Q-saturated value. And he came up with a way to hide his name in absolutely plain sight you cannot see this in any other way by, by creating some paints that were in the RGB and HSV colors 
and paint is normally a CMYK color. And he hid his initials and some other important information, including the year the painting was painted, in the painting. Now, Mr. Rockwell was also very interested in photography, and it's well known that he painted most of his pictures from photographs. And when I wanted to check into this, I found out that in the 1930s, uh, photography was really coming into its own. And I wanted to know what was high technology related to photography. And I found out that posterization, which is a concept that was highly technical at that time, which is on everybody's computers today, if you look, um, the fellow who invented posterization wasn't associate of Mr. Rockwell. So Rockwell totally understood the uh, color models, and he combined the steganography with posterization, and that was how he created the process to hide his name. And all of this was done as an anti-forgery technique, similar to uh, Thomas Kincaid, and the common ones that people know are Hirschfeld, a lot of drawings for the New York Times where he hid his name. But Mr. Rockwell had been uh, the editor of Boy's Life magazine when he was younger, and every month uh, one of the features of Boy's Life magazine was find the hidden picture in the picture. And that is almost the definition of steganography. And so the combination of all these little pieces of information enabled me to get started on testing all the different potential settings. And and once I got it to work, I had tried this on hundreds of pictures created by Norman Rockwell. He actually created over 4,000 works of art in his lifetime. And I probably tested this on more than 100 initially to see that it would work. And it, it involves a, a, things that are very common on the computer today as opposed to uh, what, what was available in the 1930s when he did it uh, photographically. But it is a very simple process that simply requires a photograph of the painting. I put it through my process, and then it reveals his initials and other information that he hid within every painting created after 1942. Brilliant, brilliant. Are you going to keep this to yourself? Are you licensing the technology? What are you doing with it? Well, uh, having I know uh, having been a CPA at one point in my life, I did some did some additional research into the value of a patent because this is the only patent of its kind ever issued for art authentication. And what I would like to do is actually turn around and sell the patent, either with the painting that I have or separately from the painting. I think it would be particularly important for insurance companies, especially those that insure either artwork or museums, to take a look at this, because certainly if, if Mr. Rockwell's work goes out, they want to make sure it is an authentic Norman Rockwell going out, and they want to make sure it's an authentic Norman Rockwell when it comes back in. That's right. Brilliant. Um, if someone was to license this from you, Tell me, would you, is, is there a, a price that, that you would, that you have for being able to license this type of technology? 
Well, I hadn't considered uh, licensing it. I did come up with the, a number for the, the value of the patent at $5.8 million. And I came up, I arrived at that number by considering, I figured if half of the works, of half of the 4,000 needed to be tested, and uh, that would be 2000 at $5,000 a piece, that was about 10000 and I discounted it, discounted it to the current cash flow. Cool. God, this is great stuff. All right, Robert, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Uh, I certainly think that this is definitely something that can be used more than just the Rockwells. I mean, there's other other artists throughout the world that, that have done the same thing, and I can see that the blend... Well, I, I tried it on some of the other poster artists from World War II, and as of this time, this only works on Norman Rockwell paintings. As time goes forward, I may find out that it works on other artists' works of art. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Robert, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Thank you very much, Michael. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, download our new app on iOS and Android.